into the contest. It is Monday, the 5th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. Happy Father's Day for yesterday, Shano. And uh, I noted you were cooking. <laughs> well, likewise, Timmy. Happy Father's Day to you and to all the dads out there. Thank Mate, you. I know all the dads, we, we get given a hard time here and there, but uh, I'm sure everyone was treated like a king yesterday. Um, yes, Tim, I did cook, mate, and um, I was taken out for a lovely breakfast by Lorraine and, and the kids, so that was fantastic. But I think, uh, and my wife would admit this, I'm probably a better cook than her, so I cooked dinner last night and very happy to do so. Yeah, the peri-peri chicken, I had a squeeze at that. That looked, yeah, looked very, good. very nice. All right, we've got a big show on the way. Aaron Finch, I tell you what, he's struggling, isn't he, in, uh, in his role as Australian cricket captain and a batter. Nick Kyrgios on a roll and all the footy finals. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. So this was interesting and very disappointing for the Australian cricket team, no doubt. They'd won the series, but this loss to Zimbabwe, well, it's a little embarrassing. Very much so, Tim. Look, I've never seen an Australian cricket team look so flat at the start of the season, and it's a real reflection on how much cricket these guys play. Um, I'm used to seeing the Aussie cricket team come out after a little bit of a break, and they all look fresh and recharged and ready to go, and playing a lackluster um, Zimbabwe team. Look, we were all out for 141. Um, mm. Warner, the only one showing a little bit of fight. Warner scoring 96 off 98 balls. And then Zimbabwe sort of got, got the runs quite comfortable in the end. Seven for 142. Hazelwood, the best of the bowlers, with three for 30. Yeah, but the Aussies looking pretty poor. And, and Finch, once again, having his third failure of the series, under 10. Yeah, and this World Cup is just around the corner. He's in trouble. He's in big trouble, mate. And I think, um, look, he, he was knocked over by the left arm seamer three times in a row, always caught it slip, sort of pushing hard at the ball. His feet are not moving. Um, but I think this close to the T20 World Cup, he's going to still captain the side, even though he's only scored an average of 14 in one-day cricket since the start of 2021. And only passing 45 once in his last 11 knocks. So he's under, he's under the pump. And um, he's at 36 years of age now. His feet are not moving uh, that well at all. It's going to be really hard for him to turn it around, I feel. And, and it's a bit late to do anything, to change anything. Yeah. If they were going to change anything, they mm. would have needed to have done it some time back. you think so, mate. So I think he'll go in to lead that team. But Jeezy needs to get some runs on the board soon. Mm. Now, um, this was a freak accident, wasn't it? Uh, Johnny Bairstow. Uh, out of the T20 World Cup himself after a freak accident playing golf. Now, it's no laughing matter, of course. It looks like a broken leg, but uh, playing golf, that, that is peculiar. It is, mate. And the, the funny thing, I got nine holes in yesterday, played with a couple of eights, a little Father's Day treat, and I slipped down the hill as well. It was a little bit wet down there at Warringah and landed on my butt, but I landed in, in a pile of mud, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I didn't break anything. Uh, this is really strange. He's sort of walking up onto a tee box and has slipped. And looked like he's broken the lower part of his leg. So he'll miss not only this test match, but, but the T20 World Cup, as you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Mm. That, uh, that's a lot worse than an air swing. Yeah. I've had a few of those. <laughs> now, tennis, Nick Kyrgios on fire, but he's got a challenge, isn't he, uh, Medvedev? Well, I, I'm feeling good that he's going into this match. Look, he 
he breezed through the third round against JJ Wolf six four six two six three in under two mm. hours, and um, very very clinical. Um, Nick Curios, but yeah, he does take on the world number one. It would appear Daniel Medvedev, in uh, what pretty much could decide the U.S. Open. Yeah, wouldn't it be great oh, if he won? Wow, um, it would Amazing. be fantastic. Yep. And, and and look, it's it's on this morning, so um, yeah, Nick Curios, and he's ranked twenty three in the world against the number one in the world. But look, I think that that is a a falsely high ranking. I think he is a lot higher than that, Kyrgios, really, in real terms. Um, there's been a bit of a warm glow around the departure of Serena Williams and her retirement, but there are some people writing up the story about how bad her behaviour could be at times. And um, uh, did you read this one? Yeah, but a guy called Phil Mushnick, the journo, who's mm. just said basically now he can relax and not have to tread on eggshells around Serena Williams and her behaviour. He just said for whatever reason she was given a bit of a free go. She said she's always rude um, to ball people. Um, she never, ever congratulated when someone beat her, and she was a rotten winner. Um, it's a bit harsh, I think. I think she's been a superstar of the sport, personally. Um, yes, she has had her moments, but she's been around for so long, and I think she's been a great role model and a great tennis player. So I don't agree with Phil Mushnick at all. I think Phil Mushnick should pull his head in. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that would rain on your parade, yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, like she hasn't been perfect. No. And uh, look, some of those moments, um, I'm sure Serena would like to take back, forget yeah. or regret or take back. But, you know, none of us can. None of us are perfect. No. Um, the Matildas certainly aren't perfect at the moment. Big question mark for them. They have another game tomorrow night at the new Allianz Stadium, but a, a loss to Canada on the weekend. It's not looking rosy ahead of this World Cup here in Australia and New Zealand next year. No, nah, we look very one-dimensional. And under Tony Gustafsson, um, I just think we looked sort of out in our feet a bit. Look, Sam Kerr looks frustrated in front of goal. She's, she's made a couple of poor decisions. But saying that, they just shut her out in the second half. And she's just going to be um, marked really heavily um, throughout the whole World Cup and this next match that we play um, because there's no other options around the ball up front. So, you know, you take the best player out, stop her from scoring. It's really, really hard for Australia to win any matches I see in this World Cup. Yeah, meanwhile, the guy that sort of built, will help build the, the brand of the Matildas into the mm. strong brand that it is, Alan Stadjic has coached the Philippines uh, into the World Cup finals and doing an amazing job. At, uh, and he's Australian. Anyway, stay with us because we'll talk NRL, AFL next. Sydney Swans, Shane, oh, oh. yours and my Sydney Swans. One win away from a GF. Oh, mate, we're into the prelims and uh, mm. didn't they play well? It was great to watch um, the way that they um, really took Melbourne down in the second half. The Swans winning 91 to 69 and just smothered um, Melbourne. Don't forget, Melbourne won something like 17 games in a row at one stage not that long ago. Um, but these academy kids, they're calling them, these young kids are just so tough around the ball. Um, Papley had an absolute blinder. Hickey, well, I don't think he'll ever play a better match, but to to starve someone like Petrarca in that Melbourne team and not allow him to get, he still got 23 possessions, but he had no mm. real direct impact on the game. Is an amazing effort from these young uh, these young midfielders that we've got at the Sydney Swans. Bring it on. One, one oh. win away from the grand final, Tim. Come on. 
Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. And they they, they look like they can do it as well. And while they while they fly and uh, Geelong got home narrowly to Collingwood, they'll also uh, be in that position or they're in that position where they've only a, a win away from a, a grand final. Collingwood goes on to play Melbourne, which will be uh, another real battle at the MCG. But that was, that was a close one. Collingwood, you know, all you need to do is show one little bit of an Achilles heel and you're gone against a team like Geelong because they played so well. They did. Gary Rowan was superb for, for Geelong, but um, this game, I, I watched the whole thing as well and it was so fast. It was They were out on their feet. And the first half, I couldn't believe the pace from both these teams. Look, Geelong exposing a bit of a... A bit of a failure in the defensive efforts of Collingwood towards the end, but Collingwood were pushing forward to try and win the match. Um, Cameron was brilliant as well for Geelong. Tom Hawkins always seems to go missing in the big matches for Geelong. I think he's their real weak link, even though he's a current Australian captain and he's kicked so many goals this year. Um, he seems to go missing in the big matches. So I think if the Swans get through the grand final against Geelong, um, I'll be putting the pressure on that Tom Hawkins. How bad were West Tigers yesterday? Uh, I, I, oh. I, I watched the first half and a sprinkle of the second, but here they were in the sheds, you know, shaking each other's hand, patting each other on the back, and 42 nil against Canberra. They're playing at their spiritual home at Leichhardt, final game of the year. If you ever needed anything to get you up, that was appalling. It was just, yeah, it was, it was bad to watch. and I, I don't know how even the new coaches are going to be able to turn this team around they've been flogged all year um as you said tim they get given a moment it's the last game of the year it's a chance to to throw caution to the wind and um, we've had a poor season just play with some freedom and they just didn't even show up again they were, they were horrible versus canberra oh yeah it was pretty bad to watch very yeah, hard to it was watch terrible. look i think these finals will be fantastic though Parramatta penrith the battle of the west you've got oh. melbourne taking on canberra cronulla's going to host north queensland in this one on sunday afternoon a, a rematch of um, yep. What we saw this weekend or Friday night in front of 41,000, the Roosters and the Rabbits. Yeah, that'd be a huge game, won't it? Uh, whether Manu will play or not, he'll be a big loss. Uh, the rumours going around is that Manu will be out, uh, Tim, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, maybe they're keeping that uh, quiet. But yeah, some really big matches there. I think the Parramatta versus Panthers game will be an absolute cracker as well. Yeah, yeah, out there at Penrith. Disappointing that we're not going to have it at a larger ground. I know that they deserve mm. their home ground uh, advantage, but when you're going to see 20,000 or more fans just miss out, uh, you know, look, look, the AFL model is the way to go, isn't it, where you mm. play it at, at larger grounds? I mean, they get bigger crowds than us, but, but these finals would get capacity crowds. Anyway, uh, Damien Cook, who, who missed last uh, weekend or last Friday night, but will be back on Sunday, I'm sure, for South Sydney, had COVID. But uh, he also won a fantastic award, one of these ones that uh, they would take a special place on the mantelpiece of any sportsman. He's won the Phillips Sports Dad of the Year. It's a it's a big award, isn't it? Congratulations mm. to him. I'd like to say congratulations to all the dads out there. They do do good work throughout the year. I, I do laugh at this sort of award, but because Mark Taylor was given this award many moons ago, and he was out of the country for two hundred eighty two days of that year. What's that say, <laughs> Jack? So I'm not quite quite sure how closely they look towards the fathering of these awards, but congratulations to Damon Cook nonetheless. Yeah, he's, he look he is a fantastic guy. He's a, he's a great dad, Cookie, and look uh, like me, he loves the horse races. So I see him a bit out there at Royal Ramwick from time to time. Uh, the Wallabies. Look, I, I went out to Allianz Friday night and to um, the Wallabies South Africa on Saturday, and, and the place is fantastic. We really enjoyed it, but. Boy, the game was poor. I mean, South Africa came with their typical 
aggressive play and they're all over us like a cheap suit, but it was stop start. Um, yeah. So the Wallabies got a bit of soul searching after that big win in Adelaide a week or so ago. Yeah, the Wallabies, it's one step forward and about 15 backwards, isn't it? Um, Yeah, I agree, Tim. It's just really, you just get passionate about the Wallabies again and and ready to watch them and and hopefully they can string a couple of games together and they put on a performance like that. They were just uh, not dominant around the ruck, um, didn't look like they, you know, just making basic mistakes and there was a bit of passion in that South African team too. They were pretty upset about that last loss and to win 28 uh, 24 to 8 uh, was very, very dominant in this, this match. Yeah, tell you what, we were right in front of where that fight, um, well, well, the melee, mm. whichever way you want to describe it. He he looked so angry, that big South African bloke. And uh, one of the boys <laughs> that will, was with me goes, that's scary stuff. And it, yep. uh, it, it was, but uh, look, the result was the scariest bit. So the Wallabies got a bit of work to do before the Bledisloe Cup starts. Cameron Smith, all smiles. He's joined the Live Tour and he said, this is the way of the future. He's, he's, he's always pretty straightforward isn't he he's always pretty transparent yeah. Cameron Smith he doesn't uh, you know mince his words or, or talk it up he just goes this is the way of the future things haven't changed for a long time so uh, you know it made sense to me he's an uncomplicated man with an uncomplicated game um, and just the way that he is personally is the way that his golf has played mm. there's no there's no smoke or mirrors there's no tricks it's just a very very simple approach to what he does and I think he takes that approach in life the big thing for him he said this 140 million dollars allows him to spend more time in Australia it's as simple as that um, he loves his fishing he loves Queensland um, and he wants to be in around his family and this money gives him the freedom to do that now so good on him yeah the 140 million helps a bit it'd be nice if yeah. you just sprinkled a little bit of fairy dust yours and my way but uh, I can't <laughs> see that happening anytime soon it's always nice to see the kids uh, artwork on the Father's Day too, isn't it? When they, uh, yep. my little guy wrote me something nice. You, you've, you've got a, a bit of an artist in your crew. Well, I don't know about that, Tim. It's um, so I went in to see both uh, my middle daughter Abby's classroom and my younger son Tom's classroom at um, Sacred Heart there, and it was nice to go and see what, where they sit every day. And Abby wanted to show me her artwork. She'd been working on this masterpiece, and in front of her and her teacher and a couple of her. Um, classmate she said dad who do you think this is and it was a, a sketch of a woman and I said oh is that a picture of your mum and she said no it's Kathy Freeman <laughs> now my wife doesn't look anything like Kathy Freeman um not that Kathy Freeman's not, not a beautiful girl herself but it was uh yeah there's no resemblance there so I'm not quite sure Abby's going to be an artist but we spent we spent the weekend doing our artwork and uh assignment on Kathy Freeman who I tell you what the pressure that she was under I forgot uh reading about her on the weekend some of these footballers going to these finals should look how she absorbed that pressure. She was a superstar of her sport. Oh, yeah, that gold medal in Sydney. Wow. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. Go to oshergroup.com if you're in the market for a racehorse. They are the guys to talk to. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back on board tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee, former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.